message from the uh, uh, Boston Pops Orchestra. Apparently they're doing an all-Australian uh, show on music written by Australians. I think there's like two pieces of music, but that's neither here nor there. And they needed someone to play uh, uh, dirgy-doo. <clears throat> and not just uh, dirgy-doo, but uh, you know, I'm one of the three or four people in the world that does uh, jazz dirgy-doo. Uh, so they asked me to play, and we were going to negotiate. And of course, Frankie Fabulous being my guy, I took him to negotiate with me. And uh, I was looking for something like uh, ten thousand dollars for the uh, for the show. And uh, after about eight and a half hours uh, with my buddy and my uh, my sidekick, my partner, my uh, lawyer, my manager, after eight hours of negotiation, uh, Frankie Fabulous. Uh, we didn't get quite $10,000. Frankie got them all the way down to, how about nothing? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So he, said, uh, oh, Frank, you got to do a little better than that, Frank. After eight hours, I wanted 10000 You settled on zero. So what I had to do last night after uh, calling a few people, uh, uh, do you know this guy who runs the Pops? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Keith Lockhart. He's the conductor oh, of yeah. Boston Pops. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. conductor. But, uh well, I was able to obtain some uh, uh, information and some pictures of uh, Mr. Lockhart locked up in a uh, cheap hotel room in uh, western Massachusetts uh, with a bunch of musical instruments. God knows what he was doing in there, but I'm expecting pictures, so I'm going to renegotiate <laughs> with this stuff. Not only was it a bunch of brass instruments, but it was a, uh, a gallon of uh, a brass cleaner. So God knows, as I say, what he was doing, but we're renegotiating, and I should do better than zero. So perhaps uh, Frank's just exhausted from all that uh, negotiation. Well, he was probably just enamored with the fact that you were talking to the BSO, and, you know, was no, looking at the... No, this is the Boston Pops, which is mostly uh, BSO oh, people, but Pops. Pops. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, that's... Of course, you know, the BSO, would, I don't think there has been a piece written for the didgeridoo. No, no, this is uh this is gonna be something special and 
Yeah. It would have been good I mean, for I me. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember Mozart's uh, symphony, you know, um, Didgeridoo Concerto. Well, his original ones had them in there, but he took it out later, uh, so he never really heard it. But, uh, All right. I think nothing was a little bit low. I mean, you know, that didn't even cover, uh, you know, uh, my transportation costs or, you know, uh, a happy meal at McDonald's before the show or anything. So uh, yeah, starting out at 10000 uh, getting down to zero, I guess that's good for, uh, maybe he works for them, but and I, mean, I don't know it. Yeah, but, you, you know, look at the, you know, the merchandise you're going to be able to sell at the end of this. You know, you're looking, I think I'm going to take Frank's side on this one. You're looking a little, just a little short-sighted. I mean, you know, you you can probably walk away with ten thousand in merchandise sales. You know, the album, the the T-shirts, the 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 didgeridoo, um, you know, trinkets. Miniature didgeridoos. You know, uh, we're doing mini, mini keychain didgeridoos. Exactly. Carry the keys, but you can play them as well. Yeah, yeah. This but then, could you know, be, you know. The, well, you remember uh, the sitar, you know, and what was that cat's oh, name? Oh, Ravi Shankar, sure, yeah. Every single kind of sitar, the, the whole country, the whole world went crazy for sitar. I mean, um, you could be, you know, this could be, you could be the Ravi, Ravi Shankar of, two, of the 2000, of the new millennium. Of the I just think it would be tacky that the, that, the, that the piece would end and I'd stand up and take my bows and then say, on your way out, don't forget uh, your miniature didgeridoos, uh, suitable for framing picture of Tommy Dakota with a didgeridoo in his mouth and... Uh, it's just not, uh, it's not classy for even the pops. <laughs> so, and speaking of Ravi Bunch Shankar, the great Ravi Shankar story. Uh, you know, ahead. in the 60s and the early 70s, it was so hot. You know, it was cool. Everyone was uh, uh, going there and meditating in India, and he was coming over here making a fortune. People didn't even know what the sitar was, but it was cool, and he'd fill up every, every venue he was in. There's a famous story. He gets in there, and he's on stage, and he starts... Uh, he starts playing. He plays for about 10 minutes, and the crowd goes crazy. They're on their feet. They're stomping. They're screaming. They're yelling. And finally, Ravi Shankar gets over the microphone and says, I was just tuning up. That's not a song. <laughs> it's true. It's a true story. Thank you very much, but I was just tuning up. <laughs> I was tuning up. True, that mystique, um, you know, permeated the uh, the society and those. I mean, everybody went, and all of a sudden, Nehru jackets were in fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, you know, Indian so bizarre, but that's for stuff. We all wanted be, to be enlightened through the sitar and meditation and trend. Oh, the guy that I liked was the, the Maharishi. Oh, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the one the Beatles went to? Yeah. Yeah, and you know his. I think he wasn't he the TM guy, the big transcendental meditation guy. Oh, I think so. Uh, John Lennon was his uh, his uh, real uh, protege. God knows how much. Yeah, and you had the deal was in those days. Now we're talking fifty years ago. Sure. The deal was it was eleven hundred dollars fifty years ago to learn the secrets to transcendental meditation. (laughs) And secrets being broke and, and, after getting and, and, $1,500. And the selling point was the Maharishi was going to bring world peace, world peace yeah. through transcendental meditation. But you had to have 1100 up front to get it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tommy, let me ask you. I know you're a man of, of the world, you're not oh, necessarily yeah. a man of not meditation world, yeah. or spiritual practices, yeah. but, you know, the didgeridoo or magic gives. But... If you had, let me just propose this to you. If you had 
the secret to world peace. And this was going to end it all. There'd be no more yeah. wars. There'd be no Bosnias. Yeah. There'd you know, be no more Afghanistans, no more Iraqs, you know, the, the, the tension of Iran, oh, all the way through. No Middle East thing. If you had that, would you hold up the world? <laughs> Fifteen hundred? Would you hold up the world? <laughs> if we all do this, we can have world peace. But I want eleven hundred up front. <laughs> well, I see. I I I kind of go for you know. I drop the price and make it up in volume. Yeah, I I would think that if I was truly a holy man, I might give this away. You know, if we could have world peace, you know, and just think. I mean, you could. See, this is a guy. Now, you were worried about the 10000 I mean, I understand that. You want your money from But, yeah. again, I think you were being short-sighted in that, that you could do ten times that in merchandise at the end of this performance. This, this performance yeah, in was, and of itself. I wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to bring on world peace, so I figured I could charge whatever I wanted. So. <clears throat> right, but, I mean, this guy didn't realize that if he brought the world to world peace through his little secret, whatever it is, he used to give out mantras. Uh, you had to pay yeah. eleven hundred bucks for, the, for your own special Mantras, mantra. Mantras and teachings. And the trick was now. This is how stupid we are as humans. I mean, people were going in droves to this guy. He was the new pope, you know. And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's huge. I remember those uh, days. Uh. And so you paid you paid this guy eleven hundred bucks for your own secret mantra, but you couldn't tell anybody else. And people believed this. And I was out to oh, dinner yeah. with a couple of guys. And they started going on. And finally, you know, the one guy goes, what's your mantra? You know, well, oh, I can't tell you my mantra. You know, that's my, my secret mantra. If I tell you my mantra, it's not going to work. It's <laughs> like telling your birthday wish. If you, if you say it doesn't come true, I guess, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it won't true. work anymore. I won't, be able to, I won't be able to reach. This is my ticket to Nirvana and World Peace. But if I tell you this, what it is, it won't work anymore. It's that magical. <laughs> so he okay. had these grown-ups. Grown-ups running around like, you know, the, the, the uh, Buck Rogers, you know, special code ring. Remember that? Hey, and, this, and these were all big-time celebs that were going with, with this guy, this Maharishi. Yeah. I mean, all the, all, you know, the big a, movie stars and the big world beaters and all that sort of yeah, thing. It wasn't, and, just, it wasn't just the common folk. It was, no, the big deals, you know. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember I, I actually went. I was so... Um, you know, I mean, the mystique to it, I mean, brilliant. I mean, let's talk about this. this is brilliant marketing. Well, I mean, ab- really, no, absolutely, you know, we, yeah. You know, we you have the, it you know, it's, hey, it's, it's not dissimilar from what, you know, organized religion has been doing for, for centuries. You know, hey, if you come up, if you join our club, we get you to, <laughs> we'll get you to heaven later. <laughs> Well, well you, you know, people now. like Jesus would say, you know, give away everything you have and follow me, and you'll find peace and happiness. But the Maharishi was saying, give away everything to me. Yes. <laughs> and and you yes. find he, happiness. He knows the, so, yeah, exactly. I like that give it to, you know, and um, I actually went. There was a center banker. in Cambridge. I went to one of the centers to learn. Did you and really? So they're, did they're you really? Work, now, you got to understand this. They're working us downstairs. They're working us yeah. to get the eleven hundred apiece from us, <laughs> and there's the big teacher is upstairs. So. <laughs> and I said, so the, you know, I think I always had. Well, I was always, I was always uh, a wise ass. 
mean, it was just that's what happens right, you, growing up in the inner city, right? We talk yeah. about this throughout the shows. You got to be a wise ass to grow up in Boston. You can't be. You can't be. Uh, you know, they, they Boston is. The Athens of America, but nobody's walking. I mean, yes, a lot of people walking around with books and glasses and pretty smart yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the exceptions. Everybody else is a wise ass. <laughs> and, true. you know, so I've got this wise ass, you know, a gene in me. And the woman says, uh, <laughs> well, the class is upstairs. And if you give us the 1100 bucks, you get to go to the class and get your mantra. And I said <laughs> to the lady... Well, wait a minute. That's eleven hundred bucks to go upstairs. I said, since this is transcendental meditation, is there like a, a a cut rate? I says, can we take the class down here? I says, he can stay up there, but you know, it's and why do we have to go upstairs? We can get it for five fifty down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and be half, and you only be. Uh, yeah, they you only have they, half they, the they, secret they, of, of life, but. Yeah, well, yeah. And well, we, why do you have to go anywhere if it's all mental? I mean, just he sits up there, we sit down here, and we connect yeah, through the yeah, cosmos. Yeah. And I propose okay. that, and then they kind of ask me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> These things to ask you, I never ask me to leave. They just have, you know, two guys who come and take me out. Yeah, so just even after out. all of that, remember they were going to cities, and they were meditating in cities, and they would reduce the crime rate and all of this, but... Somehow oh, yeah, yeah. they 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 missed the mark on the world peace thing. Yeah, and who's taking the uh, place of this guy? Yeah, that well, well, cruises in and all those other people. What's the name of that well, church? Is, uh, the Catholic Church has moved back into uh, into first place, and of course, I you know this is where we miss Frank because he is for the Archdiocese of Boston the defender of the faith. There's been a papal decree. <laughs> Declaring him defender of the faith for the, the original papal and, bull. Yeah, exactly. And he's the the bull is in his um, in his den, you know, sleep, uh, whatever. But you know, that's that's okay. We we got to honor that. Now, is uh, Scientology kind of taking the place of the uh, the uh, yogi? Yeah, yeah. I guess you know the Tom Cruises and the big um, celebrity, uh, big celebrity thing. So I guess only the rich people. Uh, and uh, what's this? What's his name? Saturday Night Fever. Um, I can see his oh, face. Oh, John Travolta and uh, Christy Alley. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise. And it, it, there was a yeah, that's right. There was a big expose that the uh, that the the millions and billions of dollars that that church is worth because uh, you know all these celebs oh, drop yeah. in. You know, yeah, you, you, know well, you got to pay. You got to pay for this spirituality. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Well, in my you know, day, we're uh, out in the desert. We'd sit around after the bars closed uh, with a couple of jugs, and uh, we got very spiritual. It didn't cost hardly anything. <laughs> like roaming around the desert, half smushed, and looking at the uh, stars and <laughs> contemplating nature and all that. Well, to play off that, I just finished, a, a, you know, in all seriousness, a fabulous, fabulous book by a gal named Anita Morjani. And Anita uh, had stage four cancer, died, all her organs failed. She went into a coma and was virtually dead and um, claims. But um, I truly believe her. She went, uh, she passed on. She went over to the other side and uh, she came back. And when she came back, now here's the part that's indisputable. 
whatever happened to her in that brief amount of time, when she re-entered her body, the did not have one cell, one cancer cell in her body. She was completely cured. And the doctors went crazy. So she allowed them for three weeks. She stayed in the hospital for three weeks for them to run every single test on her, uh, trying to locate. They couldn't believe that it was completely gone, and it was. But she she says that, uh, you know, when she went over there, that, you know, to the dismay, we don't want to offend any listeners, but, you know, nobody was waiting over there for her. There was... You know, there were none of the great prophets or the great messiahs. Nobody. Nobody was there. And I'm not going to get into particulars no so we don't get... No, that usual stuff you hear. Oh, no, no, there was, there was lots of light. light. No, 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 there was lots of light. Lots and it was just, she says, it was just love. It was simple. It was love. But she said, she when she came back, she said, well, first of all, she said that, well, the interesting thing is that she was so afraid of cancer, but she got it anyway. She was yeah. on a strict, vegan, organic wheatgrass, green tea, every antioxidant possible diet. She didn't let a, a morsel of commercial food or, or fast food or anything, sugar, nothing into her body for years and still got cancer. And then tried every, every um, medical um, uh, you know, system approach where I lost you. Tommy, are you there? Tommy. Hey, what? Let me put you. Reconnect you. Wow, that was really strange. Yeah, yeah, just bang on. I'm on a landline, and I was uh, disconnected. But uh, anyway, she said that picking. Maybe it was the other side coming over to uh, interrupt our. You know, we were talking about uh, organized religions. One of them must have got online and knocked us off the air. But. no, she said that the first thing she would require in this new organized religion would be, number one, laughter. That is a spiritual well, practice. Laughter, think, yeah. laughter had more weight and more importance than meditation, prayer, devotion, scriptures, whatever. She says a half an hour of laughter a day, yeah. you're all set. I think that's you know, pretty and, much been proven by a lot of people over the years, that particular point. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, and like you said, when you were out in Vegas, you were sitting down and just yeah. telling a few jokes, and you guys yeah, were as yeah. close to uh, heaven and God as you can come. Out there, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and... Now, wait, now, one of the things we wanted to cover, I, I mentioned this in the notes to the uh, show for the people who were going to call in. You, By the uh, way, I had, a, was, I had a, a similar, it was something like that, uh, I probably told just before it wasn't. It happened more than once. Uh, I was abducted by aliens out in the desert one night, back in the seventies, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. uh, 
when I uh, when I did return to to wherever I was, I had gone. I woke up in my bed and uh, I didn't see any white light or, or loose cancer, but it's clearly I had been anal probed. Oh and, uh, boy, that's, uh, that's, so, that's you know, people pay a lot of money for that. Yeah, people are doing that now. They're paying a lot of. Um, well, I wasn't cured, and I couldn't sit down for about a week and a half, but uh, oh boy. that was oh boy. my encounter. So I didn't cross over, I guess, but... Uh, it wasn't a cleansing. Uh, well, that, well it was a cleansing, all right. Yeah, boy. And it happened twice. That's, uh, oh, that's terrible. Uh, anyway, by the way, if, you know, Tommy, we, we should do this. We, we actually had some live listeners last week. So I just want to give out the number. Are you up for? Are you up for this? Let me ask your permission first. Do you up course, for? Uh, of course. Act? All right. Um, they have to prove their you lives, out, they call. If you're out there listening live, folks, the number, the call-in number is six four six nine two nine two four five one, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think about, uh, you know, sitars and didgeridoos, and uh, you know, the Maharishi and meditation and Laughter, whatever. And so, uh, uh, no, being abducted by aliens and aliens. You were, you were recently, you were recently rediscovered in, in an eatery in Portland. Oh, oh, that's true. The other night, the other night, uh, this is an interesting story in that uh, uh, people have funny memories of things. I, uh, I was having dinner and. Uh, in a nice place with my uh, with my wife, and uh, it was one of our anniversaries, and and uh, it was actually a little belated. Um, we're having dinner, and and uh, toward the end of the dinner, a uh, young young waitress we had. Uh, usually we have this; it's an older crowd there, and the waitress is a little older. So we had this young waitress, and uh, I said, "Well, here's an opportunity to see if I can get something free out of these people. I frequent this place so much, that's so why I just haven't mentioned." I said, "Oh." We're here for my uh, anniversary, and, uh... Now, and, the anniversary uh, was... Know, you have to tell the listeners when the anniversary was. Well, the anniversary was the, uh... uh was oh, no, it was in November. I had, uh, huh? Yeah, so the, the anniversary November, was really... Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and you're trying to get a free, free dessert in January. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't doesn't hurt, you know, so... Right. I said it's our anniversary. I said, uh, it was, and, you know, I've known my wife here. I've known her for forty years, and uh, uh, she was a former Vegas showgirl. And of course, you know, I was headlining in the lounge at the Flamingo at the time. And and I said, uh, you know, perhaps you remember um, Tommy Dakota, and a blank stare, just nothing. I said, well, she's too young. Well, she comes back, and I, you know, I'm kind of kind of used to that. Uh, so she takes off and she comes back and actually it did work. Uh, she brought my wife this lovely dessert on a plate and written all the plate in chocolate that said happy anniversary and there was a couple of candles. It was very, very nice. But she returned with the manager who was just there to help her. And uh, this young girl kind of kind of says to uh, uh, the manager, yeah, this is uh, what I was telling you about. Uh, she was a very showgirl and this is Tommy Dakota. And uh, the manager just Tommy Dakota, I used to watch your TV show all the time. <laughs> and I, I didn't say anything. 
He said, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I had been on TV before. I've never had a TV show, but it goes to show you that, uh, you know, uh, people have this perception in mind. And, and as we were leaving, next to us was a, was a, uh, a party of, what, seven women celebrating a birthday, and they see all this, and uh, uh, we're about to leave, and my wife gets up, and... Uh, and uh, these women, these women say, "Oh, you know, it's your birthday! Happy birthday!" She said, "No, no, it's our anniversary." And she said, "Oh, happy anniversary!" And um, they were nice enough to say, "Oh, and, and don't you look lovely tonight?" They liked your outfit or something, and that's fine. And we're going out the door, and both the manager and the other waitress were working on this big table of seven. And uh, I hear them say, "You know, the one you just complimented, she was a Vegas showgirl, and that's your husband, Tommy Dakota." And two of the women go, oh, Tommy Dakota, oh, I remember him on TV all the time. <laughs> I, I don't remember being on that often. I was on a few times. Fabulous. But, uh, Fabulous. The, uh, I, I just thought it was so you know, interesting. It's hard, but, uh, well, it's hard to kill a legend, Tommy. It's, you know, you, you spent all those years building the name. That's the I brand. wonder. Maybe more popular now than I was then. Uh, I don't know why. I, why this, it's funny how the mind works. Well, here I said that. And the next thing that came into my mind was Bendix. Remember that? What was that, a washing machine? What was Bendix? B-E-N-D-I-X. Yeah, it was an appliance. They made a lot of different things. They yeah. made mostly washing machines, I call them dryers, that sort of thing. What brought that up? I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those. Maybe we were talking. Maybe it was some Maharishi putting Bendix in my my brain for me to say that on the air. But no, think about it. Yeah, we're talking about brands. I mean, you branded Tommy Dakota, and here it is years yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people still remember the brand, and immediately I'm thinking of what brands have come and gone, but yet it'll still stick. Bendix, and here we are. Bendix. We both know. That that had something to do with appliances, and uh, there's no Bendix anymore. It was a wonderful night for me. Uh, my wife uh, got a compliment that she looked great, and of course I got people remembering me for stuff I didn't do, but at least they recognized the name. So that, that made me feel good. Of course, the ones that said that were both the older of the uh, women. <laughs> the well, other ones well, just you know, scared, you know. Well, the medication, the medication is it, it helps. As you said, most of those ladies are medicated. Um, but that's fabulous. So I mean, I. this is the re- this is the Renaissance, Tommy. You're, you're coming back. You're, you're going out. You got to yeah. get out a little more, and you know, get some. Uh, Frank, as, um, you know, being your agent and uh, legal counsel, has told me he's going to get to work on this and going to try to get you some business cards. So as you merchandising, merchandising. Do get I need business cards. I need merchandising. I need shirts. I need mugs. Well, that, like, I need shot glasses. You know, I need keychains. Did you redo? Right, you know, did you redo? Uh, right. Well, maybe you can bring Bungie. back the charm brace. The digi- charm brace. Did you re- we can bring it back. That's a hot thing now. All these uh, Still, oh, they're back. and the like. Oh my God! Oh, yes. Oh, 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 Last okay. couple of years, I can see you're not hip in the jewelry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not since well, the judge told you not to wear so much. All right. Now, have you... Yeah, oh, uh, that's been for years. Anything else? Well, we got about a minute. I might tell you another story. About a huh? minute and a half. Go ahead. Oh. Tell us a story. No, no, no. Again, it's always, I always get to this too late. No, I was going to, uh, I was going to acquiesce, and I'm not even sure what that word means, and, and tell you the, uh, 
the story about coming back from Vegas, but I will promise I will do that next time. I absolutely okay. Promise. Well, you know, we can we can we can extend the show. I mean, we can go five minutes if you'd like to get it now. No, I think it's a good ten minutes, at least ten minutes. Uh, oh, story. oh, all yeah. right. Well, why don't we do that? That's that'll get if we do. Uh, you favorite, know, last week favorite, we had yeah. fourteen fourteen listeners, so um, we're getting up there. We're maintaining. We're. I think you know they say this is whatever they say when you've leveled off in an airplane. We've kind of leveled off, but that's okay. You know, we, one fan is worth it. As long as, not, as long as you're not crashing headlong into the ground, we're still okay. Yeah, well, I, and, you know, you're right. The next, I, next time I want to talk about my Saturday night in which through fog and ice and rain, uh, torrential rains oh and fog so thick I couldn't see to the front of my hood on the car, in fact, on the way to Vermont. Yeah. On the way to Vermont, so we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. The ride from hell. The, yeah. The, yeah. the second fourteen-hour trek to do a half-hour show, but uh, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Tommy, thanks so much, and uh, you know, well, let's, thank let's, you. let's go next Tuesday, nine thirty, folks. Maybe we'll have Frankie back. Who knows? All right. I hope so. Let's day. hear that theme song because I love to hear that theme song. Thanks, Liz. Sounds good. Let me introduce you at my home.